Amen, amen. Anybody need a note, sermon notes? Wave at me. And you need to hold on those sermon notes. And you need to take some notes. I'm going to have you write some things. But before we start, uh, I, I was amiss during uh, worship. There's a Pastor Chapman. Uh, he's been fighting cancer himself. He's in remission, but his five-year-old, four-year-old daughter has got cancer. And they're wanting to do chemo on a four-year-old. Let's pray for her. Her name's Esther Chapman. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Father, we stand on the Word of God today that Jesus himself bore our sickness and infirmities. Isaiah 53 declares it. 1 Peter 2.24 says, with his stripes, she is the healed. Not was, might be, but is. So, Father, we thank you, and we stand in agreement with that family that this baby girl be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, uh, we're talking today about God's destiny. That was one of the questions, and it was one of the high. What, what's God's will for my life? What is God's destiny for me? I was going through the bank one time and pulled up, and the girl saw, you're a pastor. You're a pastor. What's God's will for my life? You know, she's behind the bulletproof glass, and I'm sitting in the car, and I'm like, read your Bible. It's that simple, though. I didn't know what to tell her. She's wanting me to tell her the will of God for her life, whether she needs to be a doctor, a lawyer, an Indian chief, or a plumber, or whatever. But God speaks to us about his will for our life. Now, to help you find God's will for your life, you need to know God. Number one, it's his will for you to be saved, right? Number one, it's God's will for you to be saved and for you to have a relationship with him. And so, you know, you just throwing up, oh, God, help me. Jesus, take the wheel. That's not a relationship. That's just a, a Hail Mary. You know what a Hail Mary is in full football? It's a prayer just like Hail Mary, Mother of God, help me. And, then, you know, last game, they're touched down behind, and they just sling it, and hopefully something would, somebody will catch it on the right side, and they'll score a touchdown. Now, you're going to get mad at me today. That's all right. I still love you. And God loves you because I'm going to tell you some truth today, and it may rock your world because it may not be what you've been taught about the will of God. And, uh, you know, if you uh, had a booger on your nose, it might be embarrassing for me to tell you you got a booger on your nose, but wouldn't you want to know it? Because it'd be really embarrassing you've been walking around six hours with a booger on your nose or living your whole life with something you could have wiped off. And so, you know, we're going to talk about sin. We're going to talk about God's will. We're going to talk about what we need to be, and, and we may do this in two parts because I'm really hung up on number one. And so we're just going to obey the Holy Spirit today and do what we got to do because we need to understand the Word of God. Too many times Christians blame God for things that He didn't do. And so we're going to look at, look at the Word of God, and uh, uh, we're going to start off uh, going to deal with 2 Corinthians 5.17. Pull that up. I'm going to read it. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. Everybody say new. new. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Father, we thank you that you reveal the newness in us. 
as a believer, as a Christian. Holy Spirit, reveal the new that we're supposed to be in this life. Not like the world, but like you. In Jesus' name, amen. So a new creation. You know, I passed out a sheet one time, and it had 92 in Christ scriptures. Can you name one? Okay, what was that? I'm a new creation. We just read that one. <laughs> That's good, though. Uh, anybody else in Christ? If any man be in Christ, a new creation. In Christ, what's that? What you got? Yell it out. Neither Jew nor Greek, but all are one in Christ Jesus. Come on. We ain't even go male or female. All are one in Christ Jesus. Come on. And, and so you look, if any man be in Christ, there are 92 of them. And like, this is why I'm not talking about, I really would love to talk about the vision for your life. Write it down and proclaim it. But if you don't know God in a personal level and, and what his will is, and we're going to talk about, uh, I like uh, Jericho said, she finally got it. God's good, devil bad. That's how simple it is. God is good, the devil is bad. If it's bad's happening in your life, it is not God. Amen. Let's recognize that first and foremost. It makes me want to jump up and down because people miss it and get all mixed up. And the world will mix you up because the, you know where the world wants to live? In your feelings. Feelings, nothing more than feelings. They never lead you anywhere but bad. And you know. you know, it's in our Constitution that we can pursue happiness. But happiness is fleeting. What biblically you want is joy. Because you can, I mean, I had joy. My dad passed away. I still had joy. I did. I had so much joy I could do the funeral. Because I knew where he's at. I am not without hope. I know where he was. I know where he went. I know where he is now. And so we have got to settle these things by the word of God and not by what grandma said or what your pastor said because guess what? I could be wrong. And if I say something that stirs you up today, go dig it in the Bible because that's your feelings. And I may hurt your feelings, but feelings don't count. It's the Bible that counts. And it's what God said that counts. And God is right. He's always right. And we've got to get that, that God's right, and I may need to change. So, so uh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I live by the power of God in Christ Jesus. I have liberty to serve God and to worship God. Man, there's all kinds. But let's, let's, get back. let's go back to uh, Romans 12th chapter and, and really going to go somewhere with this one. Number one is be transformed. If that's what you're looking to write it down, transformed means change. You know, in the 80s, they taught kids by bullfrogs and butterflies. A tadpole is not a frog. It has to be transformed into a frog. A caterpillar is not a butterfly, but it has to be transformed into a butterfly. Y'all remember that lesson, you know, when you was in children's church? Well, you're supposed to be transformed to be like Christ and, and to obtain perfection. Nobody in here, don't, don't look, I'm not, perf I'm not perfect. It's talk maturity. You're always going to be working on yourself to mature and to change. And so let's read it right quick. Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, therefore, 
I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable, which means pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not conform to this world, but be transformed. There get changed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the will of God. Well, how are we going to prove the will of God? By changing into what God said. Because, uh, let me finish reading it. <laughs> transformed by renewing your mind that you may prove what is the will of God, that which is good and acceptable and pleasing and perfect. Acceptable again, pleasing and perfect. We want to please God. I want to do what I want to do is not going to please God. I want to follow Jesus. And that's where joy comes from. Not doing what I want to do. To, to seek out his will. And so we're just going to lay out some crazy things here that, that's happening and going on all around us. And we're going to find out that it's not the will of God. I'm going to be blunt today. So you know what? And you say, well, my... My fifth grader's in here. He's already heard it. In 2022, fifth graders have downloaded more porn than ever before. So I'm not going that far, but we're going to go there. Okay? Let's be real today. Let's talk about the truth and, and to recognize, you know, we got to be transformed. But, but everybody, everything is not, let's go talk about this real quick before I dive. I'm just burning up. There are two things that are mistaken and taught in the pulpit that everything that happens down the road is the will of God. Eh. Everything that comes down the road is the will of God, and that's not true. And I'm going to give you biblical stories right quick, and you go read them. Adam and Eve in the garden, God's will, God's will was do not eat of the tree. They ate of the tree. That was not God's will. Cain murdered Abel. That was not God's will. Now, he didn't have the Ten Commandments, but when they came out and were revealed, this is my heart, do not murder anyone. That's God's will. For you to think, you know what, I'll just kill them. That's not God's will. And even the thought. Jesus said, if you think it, you do it. You got to repent. It's that simple that it's not the will of God. Recognize God is good, the devil's bad, and he's always working to destroy you. And if he can't destroy you, he'll make you sick, he'll put you in prison, or whatever he do to get you out, to take you out. How about make you depressed? How about call you stupid idiot enough till you believe it? See, we have an identity problem. Let's talk about the children of Israel real quick. It was God's will to take them out of Egypt and take them to the promised land. Don't be offended that you're in Egypt. We can put you in the promised land over here, okay? <laughs> but he wanted to take them out of Egypt and put them in the promised land. And so they started marching. It's only an 11-day walk. Why didn't it take them 40 years? And they still didn't make it because their will, their identity who they thought they were, which was slaves, they could not enter into the promise. That will keep you out of the will of God. The wrong identity. You think, I'm not good enough. I'm sorry enough. I mean, how about Jabez? You ever read Jabez's prayer? How about the name Jabez? You know what it means? It means, it means you ain't going to make it. It means that you're not smart enough. 
You have too much deficiencies in your mind and in your life, and you're just not going to make it, Jabez. But Jabez said, God, look past my deficiencies. Look past my weaknesses. What I can't figure out, help me to expand my borders. Help me to do more than I'm capable of. God will answer that prayer. He knows your weaknesses, and he's not moved by them or stopped by them. But what he is stopped by is your will. Notice that. God has a will. You have a will. Joshua said, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we choosing to serve God. It's a choice. I'm going to serve God. I, I tell the story that this, this, this man said, my wife said she's going to leave me if I don't quit church and doing Bible studies and, and going to all these things, and he quit. So I'm, I'm real. Let's talk about this, wife. You ever give me that? You know what? Bye. Adios, amigos. God's first. Because God has to be first in my life. Period. Well, you a pastor. It's supposed to be. No. I'm a believer. I'm a believer first. And God has to be number one. And his word and his will is supposed to be number one. But if you go by feelings again, like the children of Israel did, they never felt like they were good enough. They always said, well, oh, if we were just back slaves. It was so much easier. Are you kidding? They had bread every day. They walked in a cloud in the desert. It wasn't that hot because God had a cloud over them, and it gets cold in the desert at night, and God had fire. It still could not change their will. You have to submit your will. You have to make a choice, and I'm going to serve God. And when you make choices, you need to check with God all the time. Where do you, Lord, what do you think? How about, Lord, what do you think? Right here is where he dwells. The Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, and you need to know the will of God, and He will direct you. Now, the Bible says that you can walk past the will of God, and God's going to let you do it. There are a lot of things going on in the world today that God is not, He's not, he's not for that, but God gave you a free choice. You didn't have to come to church today. You did not have to be in this service. You could have stayed home. You could have, you know through a hissy fit with your wife and say, I'm not going. And God wouldn't kill you. God wouldn't, you know, he'd convict you. He loves you. And he wants you to hear his word and he wants you to learn about his will. So, you know, I don't believe abortion is the will of God. Why? Because it kills a baby. So, so, so here's the thing. When there's more African-American babies born, no, aborted in New York City than born. There's something wrong. But, you know, uh, mighty man of God, he's sitting back there named Jack, said, but if people are still going to commit adultery and do fornication, there's going to be abortions because people want to feel good about themselves or do something to satisfy their flesh, and your flesh will never be satisfied. It don't want one donut. It wants 12. Don't give me a piece of pie. I want the whole thing. That's my flesh. And if I live by feelings and not by the Word of God, if I will by feelings, I, I cheated on my wife a long time ago, and I've never cheated on my wife. Because it brings destruction, and God warns us that it'll bring destruction. And he's not that he's trying to, I don't want you to have a good time. He's trying to keep you from killing yourself. Amen. You can do things that will destroy your body, like eating, you know, 
eating too much or eating candy or sugar or drinking too much. You know, there are things that are attached to drinking too much, liver problems. There are things that attach to different sins. And, and so let's go in, you know, just for a second. The children of Israel had an identity problem. They could never see themselves as the children of God. Now, let's stop just for a second. Once they got to Israel, once they got to the promised land, they thought, we're the children of God. We can do anything we want to. And they started chasing other gods because we're in the promised land. They had a false hope in who they were and did not st- and lost their trust in God. They lost their identity, and then God allowed, here comes a king, and going to take them into captivity. How many times and how many years? How many kings led them astray? Let's talk about that just for a second. The first king was who? Was Saul. Do you know that God said, I'll be your king? I'll guide you, and I'll lead you, and Samuel knew it. And Samuel said, you know what? You are God. You're our God. You're our king. But the, the people cried and cried. We want a king like everybody else. I want those tennis shoes just like everybody else. I deserve those tennis shoes. I deserve happiness. We want a king. And Samuel said, no. God's our king. But God said, you know what? We're going to give him a king, Samuel. Samuel cried about it. He knew it wasn't the will of God. You can do things that are not the will of God. We have got to learn to judge ourselves whether we're doing the will of God or not. If you're you're sleeping around on your wife, that's not the will of God. And eventually, the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. Or we said in children's church, find you ouch. And then Saul started looking at himself and started caring about what the people were saying trying to make everybody happy instead of pleasing God. Our goal in life is to please God. Man, that's the perfect place to be, pleasing to God. It's learning to step in that perfect will of God to where I'm pleasing God. You look at at America has an identity crisis. People don't, don't know who's a man, who's a woman anymore. Go look at the plumbing. Okay. It's for real. But, but you get in your mind, and your mind's an enemy to your spirit. And your mind and your body's an enemy to your spirit. That's why your body will eat everything as much as you can. That's why they got all you can eat buffets. And I, I, I like them, don't get me wrong, but I'm just eat, I'm trying to eat healthy off of that thing. But here's the, you know, we have got to learn to, to identify that, that who we are, that who God made us. And get your mind right. Because everybody's identifying as something. Just because you, you think you are, it doesn't make that. The Bible says that we have to be conformed to God's image and likeness, to who he created us to be. And, and we want to be pleasing to him, not pleasing to ourselves, because you're destructive. I hate to tell you that. I'm destructive. I mean, I, I, I got popsicles for the grandsons, and I eat four of them. And Lisa goes, what are you doing? I said, these things are good. And I'm, I'm preaching to myself, but, but chasing some kind of sex or chasing some kind of thing to gift you some kind of gratitude is not going to make you happy. It was, there, are, there are consequences to sin, people. You rob a bank, you're going to jail. God still loves you. God didn't want you to rob the bank, but you're still going to prison. And you have, you have 
uh, sex before marriage. You have all these things. That's why people are doing abortions. Well, I don't want to ruin my life. Then you keep yourself. And then, well, you got to try it out, you know. No, you don't. God's got the plan. You keep yourself. And then you and your husband keep yourself, and you learn together and grow in God. And, and everything's dedicated. You know, sex was made by God. Y'all know that? I got the youth ducking down back there. But they watch it on TV. They know what I'm talking about. And we're all, we have desires, and we can let our desires run away with us. And so you look at, at America, or you look, if you were, if you were uh, in India, out in the country, you wouldn't be worried about whether you were a man or a woman. You'd be trying to hunt something down to eat or grow something to eat. You're trying to survive. But here's, that's what freedom does. Freedom gone too far. People get lazy, and people just want to do freedom to satisfy themselves. Look at Rome. Rome did it. Man, they had everything that's going on in our, and, and what we have now, they had it going on, and it, was, it came to their destruction. I'm not trying to be political. I'm trying to tell you what the Bible says. You have to keep yourself because God wants you to live a long life. God wants you to be here to be a witness. I talked about my dad passing. I have good memories of him, but he is not here to encourage me. I'd love for him to be here to encourage me, but he is not here to encourage me because it takes somebody in the flesh or it takes the Holy Spirit to pat me on the back or, or, or encourage me, but I don't have him anymore. I love him. I know where he's at. I'm comfortable with it. But here's the, God wants you to live a long life, and you have to do his will. Recognize what his will is and, and what the things of God, that God, what the enemy would steal from you. The other thing is you can't know the will of God. That's taught. You, you, it's just too high. It, you, don't, you, you can't know the will of God. His ways are higher than our ways. Yes, they are. His ways are higher than our ways, but you can still do them, and you can still find them out. We need to know what God's will is, and I'm just giving you basics, laying out the will of God is for you to keep yourself and to walk holy. Be ye holy as I am holy. And when we miss that holiness, we need to come back and get in line. Here, oh, here, here's where oh, I need to be holy. Lord, I want to be holy like you. I want to be right with you. Righteousness means being right with God. If I'm over here dabbling around and messing with something and altering my, my sense of consciousness on drugs or alcohol, I'm not being right with God. That's what's wrong with alcohol and drugs. You lose your will. To maintain your will, I'm going to serve God. But you get drunk, you can't serve God. You can't serve him in that capacity. You can't be a witness. As a matter of fact, it makes me sick to my stomach when somebody drunk comes up and starts talking to me about Jesus. They're convicted that they don't know, they're not living for him, and they, they're, just trying to, they're, not, they're trying to preach and make you right. Mm. Let's look at another scripture. Let me say this, too. Uh, Brittany started off that song, I remember who I was. I was a wretch. I was this. I was that. Listen to me, you don't need to go to your past apart from the cross. Don't go back there. Don't go back there until God says go back there and tell that person what God did for you. Other than that, you're living in the right standing with God. You're serving God. You're full of joy. But wait a minute, they need to hear your testimony so they can be pulled out of that muck and mire like you. Testify. And so, so you know, you don't have permission to do that. Look, look at uh, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. 
It says, so then be careful how you walk, not as unwise people, but as wise. Say, I'm wise. Now, now, half of you don't feel like you're wise, but the Bible says you can be wise. Mm -mm. Verse 16, making the most of your time here on earth, because the days are evil. And our brother said they're dark. Remember that word? But that's all right. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He's declaring, understand what the, so that's what I'm declaring. Understand the will of God today. Understand the basic principles of the will of God, because you can start pursuing whether you're, what, what you think God's will is for your life, but you, if you get sidetracked and get on drugs, you're not going to fulfill his will. You'll have to break that addiction off of your life. Are you with me? Can anybody hear me? You see people that are in addiction or in this or that or the other, and they need to break that off their life because they can't fulfill, and it sets them back. But thank God we serve a God who will supernaturally put you right back to where you're supposed to be. When we get in line with him, you go, my, that was one thing my dad used to repent to me, my brother, my kids, that he didn't serve God like he ought to have when he was a younger man. I said, no, but you are now, and God's growing you up. He used to gather the kids around him, and he'd ask them Bible questions. Make them dig, make them think. Pouring into them. So so we have got to look that we can understand God's will. We have to understand the basics. The Ten Commandments are still perfect. Why did God give us the Ten Commandments if, if we don't have a will? If everything that happens is God's will, uh-uh. No, God didn't He doesn't, okay, so, so, so let me stop again. We're talking about the will of God. Jesus is perfect doctrine. Don't live in the Old Testament. Jesus said, if you've seen me, Philip said, show us the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So let's talk. Go dig in your Bible and show me where Jesus made somebody sick to teach him something. Go in there where Jesus sent a storm to straighten up the city. Go in there where, where all these things that people say happened. Well, uh, you know, a building collapsed on those people. Show me where Jesus collapsed a building on somebody. No, Acts 10.38 says he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He went about doing good. Even the disciples, well, who sinned? This blind man, was it him that sinned? Was it his parents? What happened here? Jesus said, that ain't even the right question. We're here to prove, to show the will of God. We're here to show the glory of God to this man and these people. But we get hung up, well, I must have done something. How did this happen to me, Lord? What did I do? You know what? This earth is cursed, and we live in a cursed earth. How does a four-year-old get cancer? Because the earth's cursed. And we have to fight. The Bible says in Galatians 3.13 that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And you have to learn to appropriate and to, you know, you, you, I hope you did. I hope you used toothpaste, brushed your teeth today. I hope you prepared. You combed your hair. Uh, I combed my one right there in the middle. And, and, you know, you prepare. You need to prepare to fight the curse every day. To appropriate what Jesus has already fought and won and, and died for. Let's see, I'm changing it a little bit. It's, it's that you're getting in line with God. Because if you're told that sickness is the will of God, 
you're not going to fight it. Well, it, everything happens, God. So I guess the Lord put this on me. I have heard that. And then you know what? They'll be in the hospital bed saying, well, I guess the Lord put this on me. Then why are you in the hospital? You're fighting the will of God. But that's not the will of God. Hospitals were invented for people who doesn't, did, don't know that, that Jesus came to deliver them from sickness and to fight the good fight of faith. Hospitals are a good thing. I'm not, stay with me. I know. I'm, I'm, I hope you're not mad at me too much, but go and prove me wrong. Jesus didn't do those things. We serve a good God. And, and when you find out you miss it, you got to find out backtrack, you know. Somebody said, well, I, I've been through the desert. Well, go back and start over. Just back up a little bit and, okay, Lord, I, I missed it somewhere. I'm in the wrong. I'm circling in this desert. I want to make it to the promised land. What do I need to do? Because I know you're perfect. I want to submit to you. Well, well Pastor Brad, I just don't feel like it. I like, I like doing what I'm doing. It's killing you. You know, you identify as this. How about, you know, I identify as a mass murderer. You going to buy me some ammo? How stupid is that? I mean, that people identify with as addicts. They buy them needles. How stupid is that? Free alcohol or giving you alcohol and, you're, and they're an alcoholic. That's not helping them get free. We have got to, we have got, as just Miss Shirley gave that word, we have the power of God, Christian. We got to call them, Father, I thank you for the power today that I lay hands on Denise that she's going to receive today. She's ready. She's ready. Don't take much, does it? But you have the same power. You have the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, and it is the will of God for you to share the love of God. And you may do it in shaking and trembling because you've never done it, but God wants you to love on somebody and pray for somebody and lay hands on somebody and say, you know, I've been where you've been. To help them out of there. Or you may have never been where they've been, but God's leading you. You know what? God said he'd take you out of that. Because Jesus was never a drug addict, and you know he delivered people. He never had leprosy. You know he delivered people. I'm going to blow your mind. Do you know Jesus did everything he did as an Old Testament prophet? He brought in the New Testament at Calvary. He showed up with the power of God as an Old Testament prophet. Woo! And now, he said, I'm giving you everything, the will of God, for you to walk in what I'm walking in. He told his disciples, the same, the same thing I do, you're going to do these works and greater works. Oh, pastor. So here comes the excuses. I'm not good enough. I don't know enough Bible. Uh, I, I, I've never done it before. I don't feel like I can do it. So now we, we're talking now. We're being real. I, 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 because you've never done it don't mean that, that you can't do it. I mean, nobody was born able to ride a bicycle. But you saw somebody riding a bicycle, you go, I want to do that. And you know, we see, you know what, I, I, I end up doing sin because or doing things that were destructive to my body because I saw other people doing it. Close family people, you know. I always talk about I dip snuff because my grandmother's dip snuff. Not my grandmother, my great-grandmothers. But anyway, people chewed tobacco, and I thought, well, shoot, that's cool. My turn. And we can be led astray, even by Christians. And Christians can be led astray because 
they don't know who they are and they don't know what God has provided for them and they're not walking in it, they're not pursuing it. It's time to start pursuing the things of God. See, see, God's glory, Miss Shirley gave that word, God's glory is here. But why is it not manifested? It's because not enough of us trying to walk in it. You see, I'd rather I'd rather like to talk about, you know, uh, write the vision, make it plain. You, you, you want God's will for your life. Let's just take a commercial break. See, God's going to tell you what he wants you to do, and you're going to start meditating on it. And you know what? If you don't write it down, it's just a daydream. So you write down what God wants you to do, and then you start pursuing it, and then people come along and say, you know what? I can see you sitting at the desk working figures and numbers, and that's just what she wants to do. But if I come up and said, you know what? I think God wants you to be an elephant trainer. She's going to go, what? Just like that? You're crazy. Because it's not in her to do that. Y'all heard about the guy leaning on the telephone pole doing this. And the guy said, man, what are you doing? He goes, I'm keeping the elephants away. He goes, man, they ain't elephants for 10,000 miles here, so I'm doing a good job. <laughs> oh, mercy. Colossians 1, 9 and 12. I told you we wasn't getting past one because this is just burning up in me. We can't follow the world anymore. They'll lead you astray. Man, I had people to, you know, get, try to get me drunk as a teenager. It happened a couple of times. But for the most part, I kept myself. And then, you know what? You have trained yourself to cuss. But you know what's worse than cussing is being a jerk or being rude or being mean or being a backstabber. We don't think about that. Huh? And so God wants us to keep ourselves and not let anything bother us. And we need to control ourselves and not be like the world. The world wants revenge, baby. You do me that way, I'm coming at you. And so, so, so Colossians 1, 9, 12. 9 through 12. For this reason we also, since the day we heard about it, have not ceased praying for you and asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Man, Paul said, I'm praying for you that you'll be filled, filled with knowledge of his will. You can know the will of God. Say, I can know the will of God. Go and put the next verse up there. And so, so that, with spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Man, in all you're getting, get understanding. That's what it says in Proverbs. In all you're getting, get the knowledge of God. But how many of us, we chase things, you know, horses, cheerleading, I'm going to pick on the women, uh, dancing, just kidding. But we, we don't talk about the men, cars, mechanicking, guns, hunting, fishing, whatever. You chase, uh, you know, if you're a fisherman, you know how to tie a good knot on a hook. Right, Jeff? Because you set the hook and it comes right untied. A little bit aggravating because you tied it wrong. But God wants you to pursue him as much as you pursue as everything else. Are you in his word? Do you know his word? Do you know his will? Do you know the basics will of God? If things, just like I said, God is good, the devil's bad. 
John 10, 10. The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Quit blaming God. for God, God doesn't steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and that more abundantly. I want abundant life. I want to be blessed. I can't be blessed cheating on my wife. I can't be blessed being drunk. It may satisfy me for about two hours. You know what? The Holy Spirit's way better. Be, be, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can be stumbling around, bumbling around in the presence of God and not wake up with a hangover. Just saying. We have got to keep ourselves, people. God is calling us to a higher place, to the next level. Come on. Come on to the next level with me. Come on. Then, God, there's another level. And then there's another level. And the Bible says we're going to go from glory to glory. But we have to start standing. We got to have a firm foundation. We got to have a firm foundation knowing that God is for us, God's got our back, that God is with us. And that, yeah, He'll tell you, no, don't do that. He'll say, I want Denise to do that. You don't do that. You know, it's a hard thing for a pastor. I want to pray for everybody. But God says, don't you pray for them? Pull back. Let Denise pray for her now. I'm like, oh, I want to do it. But she has to learn. It's just like you teaching a child how to count, calculate. You need to learn the things of God. You need to ask somebody season. You know how to have people in, you know, if you're going to have a plan, if you're going to uh, learn how to put in a business or start your own business, go to somebody that started one. And if you want to learn how to pray, you know how I learned how to pray? It just didn't come on me. I listened. I stopped and listened to somebody pray. Oh, that's okay. I listened to my pastor pray. I listened to the saints pray. I want to learn how to pray. I want to learn how to go deep in God. I want to learn how, how to let the Holy Spirit move in my life, so I'm going to watch. I, my son went to Bible school, and I said, you're going to sit there, and they're going to say, bow your head, close your eyes. I said, don't do it. You keep your eyes open. You watch what they do and how they pray and what they're doing because you're going to be in ministry one day. You're going to have to step into that role. And I don't have a problem you not bowing your head. You need to know. You need to learn. You need to learn spiritual things. You're a spiritual being. You're made and created in the image and the likeness of God. And God's called you to be like him. He created you to be like him, not like the world, not like the devil, full of hate, full of pain. So, real quick, say this with me. I can know the will of God. I can have understanding of spiritual things. I want to be right in the middle of God's will. I want you to bow your heads. Or you can look at me. I don't care. But I want you to look at your heart. I want you to know, let God deal with you today. I want you to get in the middle. You know, the, the, our country's in identity crisis. We don't know uh, if we're a Christian nation anymore, we don't know uh, what, what uh, sexuality we are. We don't know, you know our, our identity is all screwed up, mixed up. But listen to me, that's nothing but the enemy. God created you in, in his image and his likeness and his loving kindness is on you and for you. And God will let you walk that path as long as you want. But you know the end of it. Not good. So in your heart today, Christian, I'm talking to Christians, grow, 
up in the things of God. Quit letting the world pull you aside and pull you astray. You are a child of God first and foremost. I love my wife, but I'm a Christian. I'm a child of God. I love our country. I'm a patriot, but I am a Christian. I am a child of God, first and foremost. I belong to the kingdom of God. I love my kids, but God has to be first. They're not my idol. So God's calling us up to his will, to find his will for our lives and pursue it. So many distractions. Let's focus. This week, by the Spirit of the Lord, Miss Shirley said there are some things that are coming this week and opportunities that God's going to give you to be a light, to be a light in the darkness. We'll finish points two and three next week, but let me pray over you. Father, I thank you for the Christians in the room, Lord, that you stir them to serve you like never before. Father, that you burn in their hearts. Holy Spirit, Show them Jesus. Show them their future and their life. In Jesus' name. Now, hold on. If you're here and you do not know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, accept him. Accept him. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that he was raised from the dead, everything that he did, if you believe that and confess it with your mouth, you're saved. If that's you, would you lift your hand and say, pray for me, Pastor Brett. I want to be saved today. I tell you what, if you want to pray a prayer of salvation, we have a couple over here on the, uh, in the corner. Go and get, get the booklet that they have. Go and pray with them and let them pray for you. Our prayer team will do the same. Let me say this, and we're going to close. Look at me now. God has a will and a plan for your life, but you have a will. Your will needs to get in line with God's will. You want to be blessed? You want to be have peace and love and joy? It's right here. You want protection? It's right here. It's when you start stumbling and bumbling off. And guess what? As much as I love Denise, I can't make her serve God. As much as I love everybody in this room as a pastor, I want you all to serve God. Let's run. But I can't change you. But God can. But it doesn't come because he's going to make you. Oh, yes, Lord, I'll serve you now. Uh-uh. Bad times come, and yeah, I draw, you may draw close to God because you're hurting so bad. But I had a friend of mine, I told him, he made this buddy, his roommate, say, you're going to church today, and he made him walk down the aisle. And that salvation lasted two weeks because it wasn't in his heart. It was him making him. You have to submit your will. And you can't make, I can't make my wife. She can't make me. I have to learn to submit and follow God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.